Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering here in South Australia in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, overseeing two churches, uh, Sinai, as well as Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Churches. And I'm delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you on this radio program, uh, exploring and discussing important topics. And uh, this week, we have been covering the theme... How do I come to Jesus? And uh, the previous presentations can be found on www.faithfm.com.au if you just search for the draft time program, Big Q&A. The theme has been, How do I come to Jesus? Now, today we are, in, we are exploring a topic um, that I believe is central to everything that we've been discuss- discussing throughout this week. And that is, what does it mean to be born again? I'm here in the studio with uh, my good friend and co-host and pastor and, uh, and leader, uh, Pastor David Butcher, and I would like to welcome him to the radio program. Good afternoon, listeners, and uh, really good to be with you again, uh, Fabiano. Well, thank you, and uh, I look forward to the uh, program of today. We have uh, a very interesting question. What does it mean to be born again? And uh, I look forward to what you have to share. Uh, it is a bit warmer here in Adelaide, but um, we are thankful, of course, that things are getting better. Um, and uh, I look forward to the rest of the year, and uh, and uh, once again, just just happy to be able to uh, be on this radio program. And there's a, another interesting thing that I found, you know, every week I share from um, some of the Christian headlines, uh, uh, some that are appearing from the uh, Christian or religious uh, news outlets and news networks online. And I found this one to be a very uh, interesting one to share. Uh, it is one that speaks about uh, deliveries and uh, the title actually says former drug dealers testify of God's transforming power in their lives and this appealed once again in the Christian headlines uh, news uh, network uh, and uh, you can find the story there it's it's powerful this uh, this was published on February the 9th uh, this year 2022 uh, and it actually says in fact let me pick up from the middle of the actual article it says for the longest time I was in this uh, never-ending cycle of drug drug addiction and alco- alcoholism uh, this is rich well uh, the uh, the person actually who was delivered from uh, uh, this addiction uh, reporting to CBN uh, and uh, he says I just couldn't seem to step out of it I was living a life of complete and total failure and desperation uh, it was so 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 bad it you know it was it was it got to the point where you overdose um multiple times and there are times that you are literally welcoming death and then he says uh his name is rich so rich says uh, along with his wife 
uh, Shay, uh, who now run a peer solutions, that's what they call it, a behavioral health uh, facility located in Parkersburg, uh, West Virginia. Uh, today, the couple ministered to over 1 million followers uh, on their Facebook accounts. Now, these are people who were delivered from uh, drug uh, addictions and uh, like uh, like he says himself sometime to the point uh, well nearly uh, uh, dying uh, because of this addiction so this is interesting actually because later on the reporter says um uh, I believe if we pick it up, for example, just a few lines down, uh, this is what the reporter says. He says, I could note, uh, in 2015, Shea was arrested of nine felony drug charges and faced 22 years in prison. It was during that dark period in her life where she turned to God for help. This is just re- you know, recounting how uh, she got delivered uh, from, uh, from that addiction, some of the things that she went through, and how she encountered God. And, uh, and now I'm quoting, I could not imagine my life the way that it was anymore. And that is when I had a genuine and humble moment that I cried out to God and I asked Him to intercede in my life, she explained, uh, when God is the only person in your cell with you, she added, that led to a very special bond with him. Uh, and so these couple um, got delivered from their addiction. They accepted God and their life has never been the same. In fact, I could say that their lives have been transformed for the better. Uh, and uh, lastly, uh, here I love what he says here. Um, this is Rich himself now, uh, uh, once again, commenting or reporting. Uh, he says, I was essentially public enemy number one here in this community. And since that time, I have now become a pillar of this community. Uh, now the court say, uh, system actually sends people to us. They trust us to help their people when they're in trouble and they, and when they need help. Uh, Quite an interesting story of what God can do. Uh, God has a habit of recruiting from the pit and taking two low bottom, uh, uh, two low bottom violent drug addicted, uh, criminals and turning them into disciples. God can do great and wonderful things. And I found this to be fascinating what God has done in these, uh, two individuals' lives, Rich and Shay. Once again, um, totally uh, uh, what should I say? Uh, you know, they were hooked onto these things and they would overdose many times. Shay got in prison, 24 years sentence. I mean, their life was just going down, but God once again rescued them or, uh, what should I say? Snatched them out of the hand of the enemy. And God can do that for you and for anyone else who might be struggling. Friends, now, I find this to be a fascinating story, but I want to, uh, I want to, um, uh, I want to actually draw some points out of this, uh, article, which is going to help us with, um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, with the topic of today. Maybe let me bring in Pastor David just with a question. Um, and the question is, you know, why is this kind of transformation, uh, said to be an act of God whenever people go from, let's say, uh, for example, if we use this ex- this story, they were uh, uh, drug addicts. Um, their life was just, I guess, going downwards. But then, uh, all of a sudden, they have this transformation, and now their life is 
far better than ever before and they uh, uh, they become better they quit their drugs and all that why is this transformation said to be an act of god when something like this happens really good question fabiano and, and i think it's quite simple uh, and we'll talk about this in our study time, I guess, but the Bible is really clear that humanity is depraved, humanity is lost, humanity um, uh, cannot help themselves. We're beyond helping ourselves. Mm. And um, it's almost like trying to pick yourself up off the ground with your shoes. Sure. It's impossible to do, mm. and yet we keep trying. And so God is always there just yearning and wanting and willing to help us. True. But it's not until often, and, and sadly this is often the case, we hit rock bottom. You know, we've lost everything or we've gone in a deep, deep dark spiral. Mm. It's often not until then that uh, we actually um, realize our, our true condition and we reach out to the only one who can help us. That's quite interesting. So God is the only one who can bring such life transformation. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's fascinating. Now, friend, wherever you're listening from, um, uh, let me just say that we do have a little bit of a technical difficulties. Uh, We are live in some parts of Australia, but uh, in other parts uh, we seem not to be live. Uh, If you're not hearing us, uh, hopefully shortly we have our tech team um, hook us up (laughs) onto the antennas um, and and hopefully you'll be able to hear us. Now, um, for those who are listening, do you know someone who has had such life transformation you know, transformation of heart and mind, a positive transformation in the, you know, in, in a good way, in, you know, for the better. Do you know such a person? Is there a story you could share with us? The number is 04888-80811. Please share that story with us and we'll be happy to actually, um, you know, maybe share that online. Obviously, we can't share the names, but, uh, or you could just share it with us. That would be good to know. Um, and let us know where you're listening from. That would be, uh, encouraging as well. You know, wherever we're in the studio, just sharing and just, you know, having this wonderful time together. Sometimes we wonder, is there anyone out there listening? But, uh, from time to time, we do get people texting in. Hey, the number is 04888-80811. And uh, I can see that we have been connected now in two major areas. One more. And it will be coming live. Please pray for us that everything works out perfectly. So, yes, life transformation. There is no doubt that these people had a life transformation. Especially when I hear that this uh, lady Shay, you know, was sentenced for you know for twenty two years in prison, and 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 you know she was a not only a drug addict, but she was, these people were declared to be. Um, public enemy number one in their community but just seeing how God turned their lives around is fascinating I found that to be quite interesting and we'll be speaking to that um, um, and I'm I'm glad that uh, Pastor David said that uh, you know he would touch a bit on that of what God can do in one's life of what God can do in your life so the question is what does it mean to be born again and that's the question that we'll be answering today but friends let us begin with a word of prayer we believe in the uh, power of prayer. We believe that God can help us understand spiritual things. So let us ask God to help us uh, in this discussion and to lead us and guide us. And I would like to invite you as well. Let us pray together.
Father in heaven, we thank you for this moment uh, in time. We thank you for this divine hour. I believe that every person that has tuned in has tuned in at the right time. And I believe what we will hear today will be tra- life transformational. Lord, I pray that uh, you would uh, quicken our minds to hear and to understand what your word has to say to each one of us. Lead us into a loving relationship with Jesus. Father, we ask that you may bless us all. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, friends, if you're listening, once again, the number is 0488-80811. Please do uh, text us where you're listening from and your name, if you don't mind. And uh, also, we do have a free giveaway today. It is the beautiful book, Steps to Christ, written by Ellen White, a book that you must have. Now, if you have one, hey, this is a book, once again, that you must share. In fact, some of the uh, uh, things that we'll be touching on today, uh, you you find them in this little beautiful book, Steps to Christ. If you if you are interested and you like to get a copy, all you have to do is text the code word SA33 to the same number zero four triple eight. 80811. The Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for your details. So please do send that uh, code word SA31. Just capital S and capital A and the number 33. If I, if, if I, if I said any other number, please uh, forget that is number 33. SA33. Thank you, my friends. Let us come to a song and take a break. Wherever you are listening from, please brace yourself. We are in for a treat after the break. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide There's wonderful power in the blood There is power, power, wonder-working power In the blood of the Lamb There is power, power, wonder-working power In the precious blood of the Lamb
taking part in the blood, in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Take Faith FM on the go with the free Faith FM app, available for Apple and Android. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Fabiano here in the studio and Pastor David Butcher. Uh, and uh, Pastor David is a regular co-host on this radio program. And uh, we've covered a number of topics in the past, beautiful topics and wonderful expositions. Friends, if you are interested in our previous record- recordings as well as presentations, please do go to faithfm.com.au and you find wonderful, fabulous programs there. Friends, we also have been uh, studying a great theme, How Do I Come to Jesus?, but today's topic is, what does it mean to be born again? Like, can one be born again? Like, is that possible? Obviously, this must be a spiritual talk. This must be a spiritual statement. What does that really mean? And that is what we'll be answering today. Now, I'd like to, once again, maybe pose this question to uh, David. And so he could lead us into this uh, study and ask, what does it really mean? And how does one, uh, 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 how is one born again? In fact, maybe let's start with the question, what does that really mean? Yeah, and, and, and why? Why is yeah. it necessary? Some really important questions. Mm. So, uh, do you remember being born the first time, Fabiano? Well, I wasn't there. Well, you <laughs> but I believe there. I was. You were there. <laughs> well, I, I was there, true. I was there, but I guess I did not. Uh, what, what I'm trying to say is I wasn't there to kind of witness it. Uh, if that makes sense. But I was there, because obviously I'm, al- I'm alive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess it would be fair to say uh, none of us... Remember the event. That's right. That's None right. of us recall it. None mm. of us can speak as a witness to the event other than the fact that we exist. Mm, um, that's true. So we know what it means to be born. Yes. You know, God God uh, gave men and women different roles when it came to, to family. That's right. In the sense of uh, reproduction and, and all of those sorts of things. And, and to, to Eve and to every woman, he's given the ability um, to, to give birth. That's right. And, and so when, uh, life is born, which is divine, every, every birth is a miracle. Yes. When life is born and, and a woman bears a child, uh, this is, this is birth. That's right. But scripture talks about being born again. Mm. And of course, we'll get to John 3 later on where, right. where this question is posed by, uh, Jesus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus, mm. he, he questions this. That's right. And, and so it's very interesting. Um, just a brief synopsis, uh, just as I'm thinking here, Fabiano. Yes. When a child is born, and um, it's almost like, well, they are in reality on life support. Right. They're reliant upon other people. Exactly, and yes. and typically it's the mother. You know, if yes. if she's, uh, you know, breastfeeding the baby or feeding the baby, mm. uh, there has to be care and nurture, and there might be nursing staff as well. That's there right. has to be care and nurture, otherwise, yes, that infant will die. That's right. That baby will die. Yeah. The baby can't sit there and lie there. Mm. And say, I don't want to be fed. I don't want to be cuddled. Mm. Leave me alone. I can do it myself Mm. because it'll die. That's right. And and so that's what it's like when we come into the world with physical birth. Mm -hmm. We are helpless. We have nothing. We we can do nothing to to, uh, give ourselves life. Right. 
and we're reliant on outside sources. Mm. And so when the Bible talks about a new birth, I think it's a beautiful image. Mm. One, uh, without it, we'll eternally die. That's right. Without, uh, with the new birth, mm. it enables us to, well, we have to recognize that there is a need. That's right. Secondly, we, we have to realize that, that it is not about independence. It's not about self-reliance and my own ability. Mm. I, I, it's impossible mm. for me to, to have within myself the means for being born again. I'm reliant upon an outside source. I'm reliant upon someone um, that is even better than an earthly mother that loves her child like nothing else. Wow. There is a heavenly parent right, that right. loves us with perfect unending, never-ending love, and only he can help us. So maybe that's a little bit of a synopsis, mm. perhaps, Fabiano. Mm. And, and I think, uh, you know, you're alluding to something which we'll get into once we get to John chapter 3. Well, uh, okay, so now when we talk about being born again and this idea of coming to Christ, because uh, the theme is, how, you know, how do I come to Christ? Obviously, there are steps. There are also promises in Scripture uh, which... Uh, uh, Helps us understand uh, how that happens. Uh, what can we? What can you share along those lines of how the process happens? Oh, well, whether it be the promises or how that happens, or what the scripture has to say. Uh, yeah, in look, absolutely. Let, well, let's let's dig into it, shall yes, we? Yes. And, and maybe a little bit of a recap, particularly of Monday's program, which yes. talked about sin. Okay. Because um, unless we realise our need, our situation. Mm. Why would we ever conceive of the fact that we need to be born again? That's right. In fact, in life, you don't do things until when you feel like you need to or you have to, isn't it? Yeah, Ab- absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. so let's just, um, mm-hmm. let's just look at a couple of texts here. Okay. It's interesting that Ephesians, the Apostle Paul, yep. he says this. He said, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. Mm-hmm. So this is Paul saying that, God made us alive when we were dead in sins. Mm. Uh, we know that Romans says that the wages of sin is death. That's right. So we are born into a sinful world. We are born with sinful natures. And unless there is a correction which only can come from above, and it's not even a correction, it's a complete transformation. That's right. Then we will die in our sin. It's mm. interesting, the gospel prophet Isaiah. Yes. He says, why should you be stricken again? You will revolt more and more. He says, the whole head is sick and the whole heart faints from the sole of the foot even to the head. There is no soundness in it. This is Isaiah 1, 5 and 6. So he's saying you're rotten. Mm-hmm. You're rotten to the core. <laughs> that's it, a, that's a ho- oh, it sounds like a hopeless case, isn't it? Uh, th- yeah. th- that, that's it. Yeah. And, and then 2 Timothy chapter mm-hmm. 2.26, right. it says, We are held fast in the snare of Satan. And he says, And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. It's mm. almost like we've been hijacked. That's right. Yeah. Um, God has, ha- has, has given us life. Mm-hmm. But we, through choice, have given ourselves over, either through deception Mm -hmm. or through actual decision, intentional decision, given ourselves over to Satan. Mm -hmm. That's sad. And and that was a pretty telling text in Mm. Isaiah 1, 5 to 6, where it says your whole head is sick from the sole of your foot even to the head. Mm. But in that same book in Isaiah... 
We have a God that appeals to our intellect and a God who appeals to our conscience. And in Isaiah 1.18, God through Isaiah says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And so here is God. Here is a perfect God speaking with errant, wayward, deceitful, despicable sinners that are worthy of death. Hmm. The wages of sin is death. That actually comes to humanity. He appeals to our intellect and to our intelligence and wants to have a conversation with us, an honest conversation. Hmm. And he says, come now, let us reason together. And so I think we serve a God that doesn't expect and never claims for us to uh, worship him exclusively Mm. simply because he says. That's that's nice. But he wants to reason with us. He, he, he gives us intellect so we can understand, so we can study, so we can investigate. And that's why in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, 13, uh, uh, Jeremiah says, You shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. In other words, mm. uh, deep within humanity, God has placed, uh, you know, in our conscience, in our minds, so right. to speak, and often the word heart is used to symbolize our, our source of thinking and reasoning. Okay, And that's why Jeremiah says, you know, you will find me when you seek me and search for me with all your heart. Wow. So God doesn't force us. God gives us free will and freedom of choice. Hmm. And so we're in this battlefield between choosing good, God's way, right. and choosing evil, uh, which is Satan's way, which ultimately yeah. leads to destruction. One, one leads to life, the <laughs> other leads to death. Wow. And... Um, so it comes down to a choice to choose. Mm-hmm. And that's really important because sometimes as human beings, we like to have a, a bet, so to speak, each way. That's right. We, we, we want to have a foot in this camp and a foot in the other. God, that's right. uh, publicly, mm-hmm. uh, outwardly, let people see mm. that I, I, I profess you. Mm. I use mm. your name. I don't use it in vain. Right. I, I wear the right clothes. Mm. I go to church every week. Mm. Uh, I have a Bible in my car. <laughs> I, I, I have lots of Bibles on my coffee table. Yeah. So outwardly, God, I, I'm all for you. But inwardly, there are certain things that I don't want to give up, certain practices, certain habits mm. that I don't want to give up. And essentially, uh, it cannot work that way. No, definitely not. The Bible says we cannot serve two masters. It's either God or mm. Satan. And we are helpless. Mm-hmm. We are lost completely in our sins. But it comes down to us needing to surrender. Wow. Okay. And we might ask ourselves that question, well, how can I surrender? Mm. How yeah, like, can I? How I, can I change? Yeah, and I think that's that, that's the really the uh, heart of the of the topic as well, isn't it? Like once we know that that we are in a hopeless situation, once we know that we are messed up, and not only that, we actually contribute to that. Um, well, I guess the next question for all of us is, hey, what what do I do now? Uh, or what solution or what hope is there for me? Hmm. And it's like that yeah. introductory story you gave yeah. that that article yeah. that. Uh, we cannot rescue ourselves. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. we get caught in a vicious cycle of addiction or of sin that is repetitive. Yeah. And each time we fall, mm-hmm. Satan reminds us that um, we're not good enough. See, wow. you can't do it. Give mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no hope. 
And so we're just in this repetitive cycle Mm -hmm. of repeating the same sins again and again and again. And we realize that it is hopeless. Mm. And I guess that is the one true thing. That's right. That it is hopeless. Yes, yes. We cannot help ourselves. And just reading, you you mentioned the book Steps to Christ, and that is the giveaway book. Yes, Steps to Christ. And Mm -hmm. I do want to encourage our listeners. What's the the number and the code word for that again, Fabiano? SA33. Hmm. And uh, how do they get that? They have to dial all, in. Yeah, all they have to dial in is zero four triple. Sorry, zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. Please do send that code uh, word that code word to that number, and the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply and ask for the necessary details, and then yeah, and then we can take it up. Uh, take it from there. So hmm. this is the book Steps to Christ, and I yes. want to read a, a, a passage out of this book. It's, okay. it's from chapter five, okay. and it says this: Many are inquiring how I am to make the surrender of myself to God. Mm-hmm. You desire to give yourself to Him, but you are weak in moral power, in slavery to doubt, and controlled by the habits of your life of sin. Right. Your promises, listen to this: Your promises and resolutions are like ropes of sand. Oh, that's hopeless. You cannot control your thoughts, your impulses, your affections. The knowledge of your broken promises and forfeited pledges weakens your confidence in your own sincerity Mm. and causes you to feel that God cannot accept you. But then the author says, she says, but do not despair. What you need to understand is the true force of the will. This is the governing power in the nature of man, the power of decision or of choice. Everything depends on the right action of the will. This is powerful. So what she's saying is you have no power in and of yourself to stop sinning. Mm. But what you do have, and this is where the battle lies for every single human being, Uh it is in the battle of the will or the battle of the choice, if you like. Mm Um, the power of choice God has given to men and women. It is theirs to exercise. You cannot change your heart. You cannot of yourself give God its affections. But you can make the choice to choose to serve him. You can give him your will. He will then work in you to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Wow. So it's almost, this, this whole new birth uh, experience mm-hmm. is almost like saying to God, God... I have fallen, I have failed, and I've failed repeatedly and repetitively, Mm. and I am just in utter despair. I cannot do anything. Right. I have no power. That's right. But God, you have promised me that I do have the power to choose you. Mm. I can't eradicate my own sin, but you've given me the power to choose you. And so, God, I want to choose you. I want you to work in my life. Lord, help me. I don't want to fall in this way. Mm, And she says, God has given this power of choice or the will to to human beings. Mm -hmm. She then says, through the right exercise of the will, an entire change may be made in your life by yielding up your will to Christ. In other words, my power of decision. Mm -hmm. God, I will naturally choose. This is my words now. God, I would naturally choose my own way. Hmm. It's sin. That's in. But I'm choosing to choose your way. I'm giving you the power of choice in my life. Right. I want to follow you, but I don't have the power. But I make the choice. Mm. And it says, by yielding up your will to Christ, you ally yourself with the power that is above all principalities and powers. You will have strength from above to hold your hold you steadfast. And thus, your constant surrender to God, through constant surrender to God, you will be enabled to live the new life even life, the life of faith. 
So I'm encourage our listeners, mm. Fabiano. Okay. I know listening today, and I've been there myself, and maybe you have too, where we know what is right, and yet we continually do the wrong thing. Mm. And in fact, Paul in Romans 7 says this, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, He says, right. the things that I want to do, I do not, I do yeah. not do. Mm. But the things that I don't want to do, and that's what I do. That's what I keep on doing. Yeah, and he yeah. says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of sin? Mm. Yeah. So there is no power within us to stop sinning. Mm. But we do have the power of choice to say, God, mm-hmm. I want to choose you. I want you to be in my life to help me. I want to give you. I want to give my power of choice to you in this yeah. matter. In, in other words, I'm picturing this, uh, Pastor David. It's like saying, you know, I was in the drive in, in the in the driver's seat, and I'm deciding. You take full control. You you lead. You drive. You you, you know you, you you fix me and you do all that. I, I I'm just pretty much surrendering to you and 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 uh, and to your leading. Um, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. And, and maybe an illustration. Yeah. You know, say someone comes to Australia from a foreign country yeah. and they've never driven a car before, right? They've, right. they've ridden horses and bikes, you yeah. know, bicycles, yeah. etc. Mm. But they come to Australia's busiest city, Sydney, right? Yeah. And yeah. they're in peak hour traffic and uh-huh. someone says, hey, jump in the car and have a drive. <laughs> now, they've never sat in a car. They've never turned on a key. <laughs> they're in peak hour traffic. Yeah. And yeah. they can try again and again themselves and it'll mm. be catastrophe. Oh, yeah. Or you're sitting next to them and you're a driving instructor. Mm. In fact, you even designed the car and built the car. You know everything about it and you, yeah. you designed the roads. Yes. And, and, and you're sitting next to them. Wow. In the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. There is a decision that they need to make. Either yeah. they're going to keep persisting which will continue and repeatedly lead to continual failure, hmm. or they can say, hey, as you've said, why don't you hop in the driver's seat mm. and I'll sit in the passenger seat? Now, right. this is the God we serve. He does not force himself on us. No, no, Isaiah 1, the verse you read, that was powerful. Come now, let us reason. Is the creator of the, of the universe He's wanting to reason with us. That's now, amazing. Now, think about it. He yeah. is all-powerful God. He yeah. spoke, Psalm 33, 6 and 9 says, and worlds came into existence. Yeah. We serve an all-powerful God yes. that could obliterate us with the blink of an eye, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. And yet he comes to us and he says, hey, why don't we chat about this? <laughs> That's right. He That's doesn't amazing. force himself. But when we choose to say, listen, you know how to drive this vehicle. Yeah. You know how to you know how my life should run. Mm. I've stuffed up so many times. I've mm-hmm. failed so many times. I'm choosing to let you yeah. sit in the driver's seat in my life. That's right. That's the decision that the author of Steps to Christ says is ours to make. That's and amazing. that's where she says the battle is, the battle of the will or the battle of choice. Mm. To choose to let God take control yes. or to choose to do what we often do. Right. And um yeah. and take control ourselves. Can can I just share one line that I found fascinating as I was just looking at that same chapter. It is this line that says, "You cannot atone for your past sins. You cannot change your heart and make yourself holy, but God promises to do all this for you through Christ." You believe that promise? And and that's that's quite interesting because really uh, from what you have shared and just, you know, in connection with this line, um I could simply just say, "Hey, it's either uh, we give full control and surrender to God, um, and and He will fix everything and He will you know transform our lives and uh, and um, or or we just decide maybe to keep on doing our own things or try to fix our you know ourselves 
and uh, and everything would just be hopeless. Yeah, mm. back to the car analogy, yeah. and just taking on what you've said there, Fabiano. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're in Sydney in that peak hour traffic. I've never driven before, never been yeah. in a car before, yet you are the best driver ever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you do have a, a nice-looking <laughs> car, by the way, and there's no <laughs> gigs you, on you. it, so maybe that's true. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the driver's seat. I don't know how to drive. You're next to me in the passenger seat. Now, right. I say to you, listen, I've, I've tried 50 times. I've dinged the car. Mm. It's, it's stalling. I don't even know what that means, and uh-huh. I can't move the car. Right. Uh, Fabiano, what? Why don't you drive for me? Hang on, wait a minute. Why don't you steer the car, but I'll use the, the pedals down on the floor? Hmm. Oh, now, yeah. will that work? No. <laughs> Definitely Because not. I'll have my foot either fully on the brake or yes. fully on the accelerator on both. Mm. I might have given you the steering wheel to control, but I yeah, haven't given yeah, you the control yeah. of the car. Wow. So we cannot sit. Yeah. With a foot either side of the fence. We cannot be in two camps. Okay. We cannot be dedicated partly to God and partly to the world, which yeah. is Satan. Yeah. It's a full commitment either way. Wow. And if it's not a full commitment either way, then it's mm. not a co- full commitment to God. Mm. And if it's not a full commitment to God, yes. then it's a commitment to the evil one. Wow. That's, that is pretty deep. Hey, Pastor David, w- w- I think we need a break and digest what we have just uh, heard there. It's powerful, but at the same time, it is, it really does give us hope because, um, a lot of us have failed many, many, many times. But just hearing that God is willing to reason with us and to take full control and be in the driving seat and, you know, he's familiar, he's made the engine, he's, he, he has created us, he knows everything and he's ready to, um, uh, transform our lives. That is, that is, um, that is awesome. I can't find a better word than the word awesome. That is just, uh, hopeful. It's, it's, it's really good. It's amazing. And we thank God for that. So I think I'm beginning to understand this whole new birth, uh, thing, uh, terminology that you are, uh, that, um, that, uh, that you're using and that we or other Christians tend to use new birth, being born again. All right. I'm understanding that. So what I'm hearing is that this is a, uh, 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 a transformation. A beginning, because I think from one of the verses that you read there, Paul uses this analogy of being dead and now being alive to God. So really, I'm beginning to understand what that really is all about. It's a complete change. Wow, complete change. Wonderful. Well, let us come to a short break, and then we'll pick it up up from where we just left off. And uh, it's getting exciting. Friends, once again, we do have a free giveaway. It is the book Steps to Christ. In fact, once you get it, or if you have it, Go to chapter 6 and read that uh, wonderful chapter there. But once again, I think even if you have a copy, you would want to have another copy which you could share with your friends. Um, once again, to get this free giveaway, you have to send in uh, the code word SA33 to the number 04888 uh, Once you send that, the Faith FM giveaway bot will ask for the necessary details so we can actually get that to you. So it is SA33, as in SA, like, like how you would abbreviate South Australia, and the number 33. Friends, let us come to a short break, and we'll be right back shortly. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Save me, O oh God, for the waters are come unto my soul I sink deep in my earth Where there's no standing I am coming to deep waters Where the floods flow For the zeal of thy house hath eaten me up And the reproaches of them that reproach thee Are fallen upon me 
Listening to Faith FM Draft Time, big QA with Fabiano here in the studio and Pastor David, uh, who's leading us in the study of today. Uh, friends, we've been covering the theme, How Do I Come to Jesus? Uh, and uh, the topic or the question for tonight is, What does it mean to be born again? Friends, we've looked at uh, a number of texts and uh, one uh, analogy or illustration that was given, which I think was fantastic, is the one with the car. Uh, so, you know, we want to give God full control and he'll be able to uh, transform our lives and give us a uh, victory, victory over sin and help us live a new life. Like we're saying, new birth, a new beginning. Uh, so now we're going to explore this whole idea of being born again. Let me come to this once again, Pastor David, and ask you, um, you've been talking about freedom from sin and how it is found through Jesus and that it is God alone who can do that. Uh, what else can you share with us? Yeah, look, uh, we've said humanity is depraved. Uh, there is nothing good. In fact, uh, Paul calls himself the chief of sinners, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, and in First Timothy one fifteen, that very verse, he says, mm-hmm. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Right. And Fabiano, um, I'm not sure if you can read for us okay. um, Ephesians 2, 4 to 6, but just before you do that, Paul is saying in 1 Timothy 1, 15, that, hey, I'm the worst of the worst. And I know so many people yeah. that are in a cycle of sin and and cannot break it. Mm. Uh they, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and they right. think they have no value. Mm. Paul is saying, hey, I was the chief of sinners. But then what he gives is beautiful picture right. that 
He says it's a faithful and worthy saying that Jesus Christ came into the world to save people like himself. Wow. The great apostle Paul. So what do you find there in Ephesians 2, 4 to 6? Yeah, now we read, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ah, wow, that's that's a beautiful text. Just just hearing what God has done for us in that in Christ we we have been not only uh, made alive again and but just this imagery that we've been also taken up with Christ. That's that's amazing. Yeah, raised up with Christ to sit in heavenly places. Yeah. Now, it's almost like uh, and and the Bible uses this description elsewhere. Mm. We've been adopted. We have an inheritance. We're children of God. Wow. And, and now when we accept Jesus, yeah. when we give ourselves fully, when we choose with the will, mm. power of choice to choose yes. him. Yes. Uh, we're a new creation and he sits right. us. We, we have a a guarantee if you like wow. as we're in relationship with him that mm. we 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 will be sitting with him in heavenly places. That's amazing. Uh, Fabiano, mm-hmm. I, I love the Gospel of John. Right. And uh, in John 1, 11 to 13. All right. John, John 1, 11 1, to 13. If you can read that for us. Yeah, no, he came, that is Jesus, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So in verse hmm. 12 there, you know, in verse 11 it says, He came to his own, he came to his own yes. nation. Wow. And, and they rejected him, mm-hmm. or even came to humanity, and humanity rejected him. But in verse mm-hmm. 12, beautiful, but as many as received him. Mm. That's what it's about. It's about the yeah. choice, choosing right. Jesus, not the world. Mm. And those that received him, it says, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Right. To those who believe in his name. Now, the word there, uh, to those, uh, sorry, for, for those that received him, he gave them the right. The Greek word there for right can also mean the ability and the authority wow. to become Powerful. children of God mm, mm, uh, mm. to those who believe in his name. Second uh, Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, what's the rest of it say? He is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So wow. if you're in Christ, hmm. uh, the Apostle Paul in Second Corinthians 5.17, what you've just said, Paul is saying if you're in Christ and if Christ is in you, in other words, if you're fully yeah. given over, okay. if you're sold out on Jesus right. instead of sold out on the devil, right. you are a new creation. So if you're hmm. a new creation, you're a new creature, right. there has been a transformation. Yes. There has been a new birth. Let me throw a question to you. I know, um, sorry for putting you on the spot here, but I think this might help clarify, uh, some, something that other people may be thinking of as well. So this idea that you become a new creation, one, does it mean you become sinless? Two, does it become, no, Jesus just tolerates your sins and you keep on living that way? <laughs> you, you certainly did put me on the spot, didn't you? Yeah. No, look, I, I think, right. um, a house divided, Jesus says, will what? Will we'll, fall. Will fall. That's right. Okay. So, when you accept Jesus, uh-huh. uh, well, let's take it back a bit. Okay. Uh, when you're born, yes. you have an incredibly loving parent or parents. They will do everything for you. Will that baby, even with the right care, yeah. stumble and fall? Will it make oh. wrong choices? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but 
um, the idea is that the child will follow its parent, will listen to its parent, will will allow the parent to care and nurture it. That's right. Uh, but yeah. they'll still fall. Yes. So as a Christian, uh, when we choose Jesus, hmm. that does not mean we will not sin again. That's right. That's but right. the tenor of the life, hmm. the pattern of the life will be one that's dedicated to him. That's right. Uh, and there may be times and there will be times where we fall, but hmm. we get back up, we recommit ourselves to the Lord, mm-hmm. we ask him to help us to keep our eyes on him we choose yes. him because satan is always wanting to pull us down oh definitely yes so it doesn't mean to say we're sinless mm-hmm. but i believe that we can be perfect in jesus That's at right. any stage of our relationship with him wow. the minute i have committed myself fully to the lord mm. uh, at irrespective of whether i'm a brand new christian or mm-hmm. i've been one for 70 years yes if i'm fully committed and faithful to God and living by faith, then at that moment I am perfect in Christ, even if I'm a new Christian. Wow, that's amazing. That's not perfect in myself, but mm. perfect in Christ in because Christ. he is perfect. Yes. And as, I, as I'm united with him, yes. then I receive his perfection. He looks at me right. as if I'm perfect at this point in time. Wow, that's amazing. So, Fabiano, yes. good question. <laughs> right. Let's go to John chapter 3, though, shall yes. we? John yes. chapter 3. Uh-huh. And we get a story there, a, a beautiful story, and I love the Gospel of John. Right. A beautiful story of, uh, in John chapter 3, verse 1, of mm. a man called Nicodemus. Uh-huh. Now, Nicodemus is a ruler of the Jews. Right. Uh, in other words, he's a religious ruler. All right. He's part of what's called the Sanhedrin, mm-hmm. uh, the Jewish ruling council. He's a rabbi, a teacher. He's well known. He's well respected. Wow. He has d- his own disciples. Man of authority. A man of authority, spiritual yeah. authority. Mm. And yet it says something very strange in verse 2 of chapter 3. It says, this man mm-hmm. came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs or miracles that you do unless God is with him. Mm. And I don't know if you have there verse 3 yes. of John 3. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I said to you, unless one is born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, very interesting, and we'll, we'll pause here. Mm. It, very interesting that Nicodemus, this Jewish rabbi, this Jewish teacher, the Jewish religious elite, he comes right. to Jesus by night. Okay. <laughs> he clearly is struggling. Mm. He looks like he's got everything together, and yet deep inside he knows there is something not right. Mm. But he doesn't want to embarrass himself. He wants to be able to speak with Jesus without being um, having his cover blown. That's right. Comes to Jesus by night. He makes small talk. Mm-hmm. And he sort of says, we know you must be from God because you're doing these miracles. But then as you've read in verse 3, That's right. uh, Jesus cuts through. Mm-hmm. And again, if you read that verse. Uh, verse uh, verse 3? Yes. Yes, he says, most assuredly I said to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Jesus looks through Nicodemus. Right. He sees the heart condition is not right. Right. And he says, hey, you need to be born again. Mm. And if you're not, you won't see the kingdom of God. That's right. And mm. so Nicodemus says in verse 4, he says, hey, how can a man be born twice? In other words, he says, how can I yeah. enter my mother's womb a second time mm-hmm. uh, now that I'm old? In other words, small talk, trying to push things off. Doesn't want Jesus yeah. to pierce his conscience or his heart. Mm. And then if you've got verses um, 5 to 8, please. Oh, yes, verses 5 to 8. And it says, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I said to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is 
spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it's go where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Thank you. And look, tomorrow night, I know um, uh, Helen will be talking uh, with Nick about, right. um, sorry, with Hugh, Pastor Hugh, about being born again and okay. particularly about the Holy Spirit. Oh, interesting. So what you read previously in verse 3 where Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you unless one is born again, mm. that word again uh, yes. also has a connotation of being born from above. Right. Right. In other words, this is a supernatural change, a supernatural mm. birth. Right. Not an earthly birth, but yes. a supernatural rebirth. Okay. Interesting. And he says, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, in other words, born uh, uh, through baptism, an expression of a new birth, uh-huh. a death to the old life and uh-huh. burial and a new life in Jesus being resurrected, but also with the Holy Spirit. He says, cannot be born again. And... Um, then in um, verse 9, Nicodemus sort of says, well, hey, how can all this be? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then Jesus sort of chides him. He says, look, you're a teacher of Israel and you don't understand these things. <laughs> but then what I really love here uh-huh. uh, is verses 13 to um, thirteen to 15, if you can read those verses. Yes, uh, verse 13 to 15. And the Bible says, no one has... a." No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man, who is in heaven. 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Did you say up to 14? Uh, up, to, up to 15. Uh, 15. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Thank you. So wow. here we have Jesus explaining to Nicodemus that huh. um, essentially the only one who has ascended to heaven is the one who's come down from heaven, that is himself. Yes. And in other words, he's saying, I am the answer to this right. new birth. It, right. it can only happen through me. Yes. Then in verse 14, he gives a description mm-hmm. back to the story in Numbers chapter 21 where the Israelites in the wilderness were complaining and, and God allowed these venomous snakes to come into the camp mm. and bite people and people were bitten and they began to die. Right. And then Moses uh, calls out to God and God says, make a, a bronze serpent, put it on a pole and tell people if they look at that serpent on the pole, mm-hmm. lift their heads up and look, they will live. Right. Now, it doesn't make sense that uh, a piece of metal <laughs> and it. looking at it can actually uh, heal you from a venomous snake. Hmm. And yet, this is what it's all about. And I think this is what Jesus is saying here in John chapter 3. He says, as Moses, in verse 14, lifted up the right. serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. In other words, I'm going to be lifted up on the cross. Hmm. I'm the answer to right. the sin problem. Right. I'm the only one that can give life. A- and he says... In the wilderness, they had to look at that serpent. They had to choose. They had to make a choice. Okay. Choice of yeah, the choice will. Again. Yeah, choice of the yeah, will. Yeah. Will they look to that serpent? Mm. Will they choose to turn their heads and look up? Will they choose to believe that that bronze serpent can, through that, they can be healed? Mm. And what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, I'll be lifted up on the cross. You need to choose mm-hmm. to believe that I can heal you. Wow. And when you make that choice, I choose you, Jesus. I want you to sit in the driver's seat in my life. Mm. This is when the new birth takes place. Wow, that's amazing. Because what we are doing, God will never force himself on us. Mm. Instead, he gives us the choice. And when we allow him to take control, uh, we we then experience that new birth experience. And it's a daily experience. Paul says, I die daily Mm. to self. That's right.
Uh, verse 15, you read yes. that um, whoever believes in him, that's what it's about, will not perish but have eternal life. And I love um, uh, verse 16, the most famous verse in Scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, shall, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the answer is that God gave Jesus... And then verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, mm. but that the world through him might be saved. So I want to challenge our listeners, Fabiano, and yes. I know you will as well, right. that um, we can only experience this new birth, this transformation, this change, yes. by actually saying, Lord, I want you. And it's not a one-off experience. Yes, there is that one-off experience, but it's a daily choice. It's an hourly choice mm. as we're tempted God, I cannot resist this temptation, but I want to. I want to give you the power of my will. I want to choose you. That's right. And and when we fall, we might stumble and we might get down. But I want to leave our listeners, Fabiano, mm-hmm. for you to give the final thoughts. But yes. Philippians one six, the Apostle Paul says, mm-hmm. being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of salvation. So don't give up hope if you stumble and fall. That's right. As we journey with Jesus and as we surrender ourselves to him, he will complete that good work. That's right. Amen. Wow. Powerful. Friends, we have heard uh, truth, life transformational truth. It is now your decision to make. Remember, choice of the will. As Jesus says um, in I believe it is in John chapter fourteen twenty seven. I am leaving you with this gift, peace of mind and heart, and peace, and the peace I give isn't like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. In Jesus, my friend, we can have victory. Would you make a decision for Jesus today? For tomorrow is not promised, but today is. And if you take Jesus today, if you receive Him in your life today, I do believe that you will experience life transformation. Friends, it says in 1 John 1, 9 and up to verse 10, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and not only to forgive us, but to cleanse us from all sin and unrighteousness. Is it your desire, dear friend? Is it your desire to put all your burdens upon Jesus, to cast all your burdens upon him? Let him take care of you and do the work in you. Let us pray together. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner and there is nothing good in me. There's nothing good that I can do in and of myself. And I confess all my sinful ways and sinful deeds and actions and all that which hurts you. Father, I ask that you may forgive me and I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And today onwards, I surrender to him and I ask that you may give me victory and help me to live a life that is totally dependent upon Christ. Be with us all and lead us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.